Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Well, hello. Hi. It's another podcast. We both went into a polka. <laughs> Our go-to <laughs> default polka. <laughs> that was that says a lot about us. I think. I just wish we had been on like opposite bumps. Well, we needed a third person to come in with the polka line and like rap to it. I don't even know uh, what you do with a polka line. I think that's how you know we're related. Yes. Someone I need to find you in a crowd. I'm just gonna start going. Podcast. We do. You and I. Fuse Kate and Nate. Mm. Fuse Eight and Kate. Sure. <laughs> and someday we may even be able to remember the name of the podcast. Kate Eight and Fuse. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the plural is Fuse I. Oh, pardonnez moi. Mm-hmm. You'll learn. What do we do on this uh, on this podcast? We here? sing polka music, apparently. Yes, we do. <laughs> and because we're awesome at it. What else do we do in this podcast? Oh, uh, we we find the weird things in children's books. You it, find the weird oh, things. I in children's find books. the weird you, things. You, that's your job. That's, you that's bring weird. that to this game we play. I simply show you the classic picture books, and then we determine if they are classics or if they have too many weird things that you have for some reason be able to find in them. You kind of like it, though, don't you? Kind of like it. I do. <laughs> I have to admit, because I am under the impression I've heard every single variation version of these books, and, uh... I like to keep on your toes. You kind of do. And I'm kind of impressed with that, I've got to say. Um, I'm so pleased. So many people have been suggesting books. I actually thought, though, that maybe this time we'd do something different, and we'd put, like, the whole letter section at the end of the podcast because that's how most podcasts do it i have found oh like reader mail is like a, an end thing so you want to be like everyone else i want to follow the crowd just call me rainbow fish <laughs> would you like Ouch. a sparkly scale yeah. would you like one yeah. i'm removing portions of my anatomy to give away i did like those scales yeah yeah <laughs> if you gentle viewers want to suggest books for us to do and people have been people have been suggesting books um, you can email us at fusekdate at gmail.com. And I'm very happy um, because today's book was a reader suggestion. Oh. It's our very first reader suggestion. Who suggested? Are you asking me difficult questions that I should know the answer to? I believe, I am 90% sure it was by Josh Funk. I'm 90% sure. Betsy, why aren't you 100% sure? Shut up. <laughs> Maybe some of us don't take notes so well. Also, the problem is people suggest things, as I may have mentioned before, through like five different areas, and I was searching for the uh, message, and I could not find it, but I am like 90% sure. So there's this. that is one distinguishing characteristic of today's book. The other distinguishing characteristic, we haven't done a classic series yet. 
right? We haven't done something where this is just one of many books, but the characters are famous, but they did a million books. Okay. And that's what today's is. I only know of one. What's the one you know? Uh, the Curious George. That's adorable. That was not the suggestion. Oh. Though I do believe he will make an appearance at some point. But that's a, like a series oh, yeah. book, right? Oh, yeah. That's, and that's a good example. Okay. Yes, absolutely. This, um, but Curious George technically, even though he has been picked up by other people other than the original authors, really he only ever had like five original books. Maybe six. This book series, just, it's still going. It's going strong. Um, by... Well, I'll just pull it out here. Drum roll, if you'd be so kind. Itty bitty 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 I forgot about these guys. Who 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 are these guys? The Berenstain Bears. The Berenstain Bears, written by the Berenstains. That's correct. And uh, did you ever read this one? I don't know. I read them as kids. I yeah. don't know any of them. Nobody apart. can retain them for more than three seconds. You children. This is the Berenstain Bears and the Bully. This was specifically the one that I was asked to bring on the show today. Um, now, I had read this a while ago, and I had, I was like, yeah, it was a perfectly good book. And the person was like, no, 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 no. You must try again. <laughs> you must read it again. I was like, okie dokie. So, this is a slightly longer one, but um, it's still a picture book, so it should be okay. It keeps very much to the usual Berenstain. Uh... Is it Berenstain or Berenstein? Oh, we're going to get into that. Oh. That. There's a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's spelled like stain. It is. But I don't call it that. <laughs> I am so excited. You're getting you're getting in on this conspiracy theory that is that is one of my favorite weird conspiracy theories of all time. Involves the Berenstain Bears. So, I'm just going to hand you the book. All right. You're going to read that book. All right. And uh, we're going to proceed from forth from there. Yeah. Okay. Go, go to it, buddy. All right. As some of you may know, uh, last week's quiz question asked what animals the original Goodnight Moon art uh, featured. Uh, humans. Originally it was a little boy and his, uh, and his old lady in that book. And then it was changed to bunnies, which, let's face it, that uh, was a better plan. So this week, the quiz question is this. Um, get it right. Uh, email us at fusecadate at gmail.com. I'll, I'll read your name online or on the podcast. Here's the question. What was the first Berenstain Bears book? And by that, I mean a book by the Berenstains starring bears. Because technically it wasn't their first book. As you will see. So that was a long book. Man, <laughs> that may be the longest one I've made you read. It's not the length, it's the ending oh yeah i'm like oh no 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 no! you're getting ahead of yourself getting ahead of yourself <laughs> nobody knows what this book's about okay now normally that means i make you read something in a weird voice here's a catch i could find no summary of this book longer than a sentence online and i was thoroughly unwilling to write one myself i'm showing my hand by saying that can you just briefly summarize what it's about in a straightforward way um, so, sister comes home from school, mm. um, she looks like she's been beat up, her family wants her to avoid the bully, mm. whereas her brother thinks that she should stand up for herself and fight, mm. and, uh, and when she confronts the bully, she learns something troubling, 
mm. about why the bully acts the way she does. Mm. And uh, and that's why it's called Berenstain Bears and the Bully. Okay, that's very straightforward. All right, let's start at the end and work our way forward. Start at the end? Well, you said the most troubling thing was the ending, so well, what's the ending of this book? Okay, so on the... <sighs> Not the second to last page, but the third to last page. Okay. Um, so we're eschewing your love of last pages here, because <laughs> the art is so amazing. Well, it's all. it's it's you know it's. <sighs> that was a dig. I take it back. Thanks. Sorry, Berenstain Bears. Well, it, it's it's a very troubling subject. Like, yeah, sister learns that um, Tully the or Tuffy, who is a girl, who is a girl, Tuffy right. the female bully. Mm-hmm. Um, likes to hit other cubs at school, possibly because Tuffy gets hit at home. Right. A lot. Right. To the point where Tuffy says, if the principal tells my mom and dad about this, I won't be able to sit down for a, well, a long time. Right. And <laughs> sister gives this look of like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, sister No, is- no. Tell not, me more. Not sympathetic. I, no. Not even slightly. She's like, mm, that's too bad. Sister who, just moments before, was punching this girl in the nose. Yeah. Is now listening, and she's got the, like, if you had a and thought bubble. And she was too so worried about herself to even listen yeah. to what. And she's got this, you could clearly see the thought bubble, which is like, like I care. Not my circus, not, not my monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> like, and then the last page is brother taking sister home, and she's all fine. Whereas Tuffy loses a week of recess and has to visit the school psychologist twice a week for quite a while. Okay. The end. Okay, so let's just let's just pick what? this apart because you missed a vital detail in that right there. The they they have been there has been a physical altercation and they don't call in the parents and they do not even let the parents know. Well, okay. they might know the circumstances of Tuffy's then home Then you life. alert social services. There are steps you are actually you really legally, s- you are legally required. It's a children's book. You think they're going to start talking about social services in here? You think they're going to talk about the school psychiatrist in here? Oh, wait, they did. On the last page. On the, the last page. The last sentence. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's okay, kids. She's in therapy. I don't think that's the, the issue here. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, yeah, no, that is... So I was left... That's okay, but let's let's even back up before that. Well, but what is the lesson? Yeah, so, okay, remember, like, when she... Okay, you're... Let's say, when she comes in, she has been beat up. Like, her clothes are ripped. She doesn't have a black eye. She's close. She has been physically manhandled by a bully. Her parents' reaction is not... Oh, I have have a bullet point list of my... Of issues as I started reading this. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Well, first off, when she says in the very beginning she's so angry that she started to cry, I'm like, girl, I feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the exact same no, way. No, me too. Actually. When I get angry, I, I just, cry. <sighs> yeah, it's the worst. It's like, what was evolution thinking? Like, okay, you want to be filled with fury. I'm now going to turn on the waterworks so that what? The lion that's going to eat you is going to feel sorry for you? That's a terrible plan. Yeah, but at least I was, uh, I was with her on Oh, that. sure. I'm with her there, too. And then the second thing I wrote down is why wouldn't brother think that girl, that the bully was a girl? Like, why would he automatically assume the bully was a boy? Sexism. Why... <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, I mean... When you think of girl bullies, yeah, they do... When the girls... 
it I feel like when girls fought it was way more violent than boys in school like because it was claws and it was teeth right. and it was hair pulling you remember you remember our high school days yep when there was a fight and it was boys it was a lot of like, oh, I'm going to grab you by the neck and yeah, we'll tumble like, to the ground. Like wrestling. And boy, I wish somebody would tear us apart. Oh, we've been teared apart. No, I really wanted to beat him up. Right. Whereas with girls, it was like, I'm going to take these claws and remove your eyeballs. <laughs> this is going to be King Lear, your Lear. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, admit it. Yeah. And, and then I thought it was interesting that the brother thought that if he fought her, he'd be a bully. Whereas... If he thought that he would fight a male bully, then he wouldn't be a bully. Correct. No, I'm pretty sure you're Even gonna... though he was going there to beat up someone who I think she said was in her class, like, is her age. So he knew he was going to be beating up someone younger than him. But that doesn't make him a bully no, if it's someone of the same gender. because it was a boy. Gender. Right, You beat up right. younger boys, that makes you a man. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't... I don't like the parents' plan. No, no, because, okay, please tell us what this parents' plan is. Their plan was to tell sister, avoid the bully at all costs. Yes, and we will not inform the teachers, the principal, or her parents. Nope. We're just, just going to let this one slide. Just avoid them. It can't yeah. be that hard. You must right? have done something. So just... Maybe it was how you walked. So <laughs> like, just keep your distance, yeah. and that'll solve this little exactly. problem. You know how you best solve the problems? Avoid Ignore and avoid yes. them. Yes. Yeah. And then they won't come after you. Yeah. So, not very good. Uh, I mean, so then, I, the, then the brother, okay. But then they tell her this plan, and I need to actually quote this directly. Because he, they tell her this plan, she's angry with what has happened. And she's like, you know, and the line that she says is, what I'd really like to do is punch that toughie's nose right through her face and kick her in the shin and knock her down. And, and then... After that, you have brother thinking, good, thought brother. Sister and I are on the same wavelength. Good. First of all, good. wavelength? Same wavelength? Okay, so this came out in 1993. We're going to assume that the word wavelength was in children's picture books all the time. But I just, yeah, yes, and then his evil plan came, which is to train his sister a la Rocky. Yep. Except we're doing Eye of the Tiger, which is not the Rocky song, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I yeah, knew exactly I what you were doing. No, yeah. I have the tiger. Yeah, that's that's Rocky's... Karate Kid. No, Rocky is da 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 da. Adrian. Yeah, they're close enough. <laughs> they're both 80s they're all songs. They're 80s films that we didn't see at the time. Because <laughs> uh, I apparently wasn't alive in the 80s. I saw no films. That's a story for another day. <laughs> Back to this book, which I do not... It came out in 93. I was too old for it when it came out. You were too old for it when it came out, technically. Well... So I don't know how you managed to get past bullies without the advice of this wise, wise book. I don't agree that fighting is the answer. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. I'm glad... She she said that she stood up for the... The bully was beating up a baby bird who couldn't fly. Sure. And so she, that's when she confronted which the Which apparently the teachers... We're perfectly aware of because it later comes out like a teacher speaks in her defense like, oh no, she only beat up that kid because the kid was throwing rocks at baby bird. Teacher, what were you doing? Were you like literally just standing there going like, there's a kid throwing rocks at baby bird. Bummer. Like what? <laughs> Nothing I can do. Apparently no adult is capable of doing anything in this book. 
I think uh, sister was just making the baby bird as an excuse. To, yeah, honestly, I, think I just, actually, yeah, I actually. think she really just wanted to stand up for herself and like. That's not that bird. That bird was not a baby bird. That was a bird. That was just plain old bird. Uh, not that you should, should throw rocks at birds, but yeah, she is. She actively like calls out the bully, and is like, you know, and it's funny. Brother doesn't teach her self defense. He teaches her fighting. Right. Um, which somehow he has learned? Well, except the book that he's learning from is The Art of Self-Defense. Right, okay, okay. So she well does spotted. learn how to block, she right. learns how to duck. But that, you know, that bag of flour that she's fighting, or is it rice? Rice. Beans. Uh, beans. The bag of beans yeah. that has the face of the bully on it did yeah. not attack her at any point in their kerfuffle. But she, but she does learn how to duck, but then yes. she also learns how to... Left jab, right cross, left hook, and uppercut. Right. So, so there you go. Right. So I think she wasn't She's standing like up for the bird. a little Hillary swank. I, yeah. I think she was just using it as an excuse to fight the bully. Mm-hmm. But then here's Revenge. What, and then, right. So then they fight. Then we learn the bully has problems Issues at, at home. home. Now, I wasn't anti that because I'm like, that is actually a good lesson that if, but it's, it's not always the but case. what is the lesson of the book? The lesson of the book? That is an excellent question. What are you supposed to get out I of this? I don't know. Because, okay, let's, let us compare this to a more contemporary picture book about bullying. Uh, there's a Llama Llama book. Llama Llama uh, and the Bully Goat. Uh, Llama Llama, beloved series as well. Uh, picture book series about uh, a llama. He began by wearing red pajamas. Have fun sometime and uh, look up the wraps that different rappers have made of the Llama Llama book. There's at least two and they're delightful. Um, but anyway... Llama Llama and the bully goat, the lesson there is so crystal clear. It's like, is a bully bothering you? Tell somebody. And then they go to a teacher and they tell the teacher and the teacher take, takes care of the situation. Whereas here, the lesson she told her parents, who did nothing. Um, she's called into the principal's office. The teacher does nothing. The teacher does. I think the lesson, okay, if I was going to try to pierce the brains of Stan and Jan Berenstain or possibly their son, whoever wrote this. Um, my guess would be that the lesson is supposed to be, if a bully is beating up on you, they may have problems at home. But they don't always. I mean, yes, sometimes that is the case, but it is not the case for all bullies. Some bullies do it as a power trip. So wait, what's the lesson? Uh, <laughs> rice doesn't fight back. No, beans, ah, beans, beans. Beans don't fight back, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to learn how to fight, yeah, grab find, some beans. Grab some beans, find an excuse, and go after that person who, who humiliated have, you. Who may have problems at home, but you can... You really don't care. You don't care. You really don't care. You're going to give them a side eye and a, not my circus, nah. not my monkey's face. Yeah, well, and she has like a line where she's like, huh, maybe that's why she beats up yeah. She says... I honestly don't care, but maybe that's why. She says, hmm, thought sister... Here's a cub who maybe gets hit a lot at home. Maybe that's why she likes to hit other cubs at school. But sister didn't think about that for too long. She was too worried about what was going to happen to her. <sighs> well, okay, I get it. You're a kid. Yeah. You don't have a lot of... And, you know, and not much empathy for the person who beat you up before. Understand that. Right. To be fair, you just beat that person up. Right. You know what? Um, my husband has a real problem with bully stories where... The peace person being bullied becomes a much worse bully than the person who was bullying them. 
And this is, this is a common theme in children's literature. In fact, it was even in, like, a Captain Underpants, where, like, they're these bullies, and then they are, like, essentially tortured by these kids in acts of revenge. And that is a, is hugely common. Uh, and I think it applies to this book. She becomes a bit of a bully herself. And that's fine. It, but is, is she being a bully, or is she standing up for herself? That's true. Was it's a self-defense. It's a fine line between yes. standing up for yourself and actively wanting to fight That's another true. person. That's true. That's true. So, and she was in defense. It's interesting that they chose to make the thing that she would stand up about a baby bird and defending Maybe it she from, saw yeah. herself in the baby bird. Right. Because the baby bird wasn't able to fly away, like she wasn't able to escape the first fight. Right. Are we then to assume that she hasn't gotten a taste for blood and won't be going after this girl again in the future? We honestly don't know because clearly... (laughs) Clearly no adult intervention has occurred at any point in this story. Except for a therapist coming in. Who we never see and who was mentioned in the last sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is a great book. Let's talk about the Berenstains. I want to talk about the Berenstains, because this... Okay, I can't begin with that. That's my end bit. Oh, sorry. You have to be patient. We're not getting to that yet. Okay. Okay. By the way, uh, 34% of the ratings on Amazon for this book, one star. Good. People, not a fan. Good. I did not look at the percentages on Goodreads. I assume it's the same. So, uh, Stan and Jan Berenstain, a husband and wife duo, uh, they approached Dr. Seuss and said, you're doing these easy books, here's a book on bears. And he told them, uh, don't do bears. You be typecast. Everybody has a bear. This is a quote. There's Yogi Bear. Sendak has Little Bear. There's the Chicago Bears. I'm not <laughs> sure why he brought that up. It's like, there's, there's bears everywhere. There's Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. There's, uh, it's, it's been done. It's been done. Um, they did it anyway. Uh, they did books like, uh, Spooky Old Tree, Bears in the Night. These were easy books. They had these characters, kind of, but in different kind of iterations. Ma and Dad always looked exactly the same. Yeah. Um, they had different numbers of offspring. (laughs) Sometimes they have as many as eight. Sometimes they have three. (laughs) Sometimes they have one. It's really random. Um, but I highly recommend if anyone wants those old easy books, which are great, uh, get the big book of Berenstain Bears Beginner Books. They're wonderful. But I have something to show you. The uh, Stan and Jan Berenstain didn't start out as kid friendly. I'm now showing you a book uh, that they wrote. They whoa, were, whoa, right? Can you read the title of that book? What Dr. Freud didn't tell you. Yeah, and formerly the facts of life for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a little bit explicit uh, in their early cartooning work. If you look at the characters, you can see that it is definitely them. That's a lot of tush. It is a lot of tush. They also did this lovely title, um, which I believe this is the title. The Hilarious, Harrowingly Adult, Wild, Wonderful, Irresponsible, Riotous, Zany, Berenstains on Sex. What the? I don't know. Mm. I've never seen this one. I've never seen. Looks like she's wearing pasties. Yeah, and a wedding nighty were a little I don't know. They also did and this is very um this is very much along the same same lines. Yeah, you wanna read that? Be good or I'll belt ya. So I'm beginning to see the early <laughs> formation of apparently these guys were what, the parents what, of what, Tuffy, the bully in this what, book. What years? Cause I'm feeling a lot of like fifties. <sighs> yeah, this was I think fifties, sixties. I don't actually know. 1963. 
1962. Did they write a book of like, woman get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich? Because that could have been a sequel. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. She's Louise. Yeah, no, I'm not even showing you the interior cartoons on these books because, oh man. So that was where they wanted to go with their career. And then they changed uh, ships midstream and were like, let's do adorable bears and easy books. And then after that, they got the Berenstains, and then I don't know at what point they said to themselves, you know kids don't have enough of morals, moralizing messages about different things. We should just teach them. So here on the back, turn over the back here, you can see they did cover topics that no one else covered, like stranger danger. No one else has covered stranger danger all that adequately. I know this because my husband and I were looking for stranger danger picture books, which don't really exist except for a Berenstain Bears book and a truly wonderful YouTube video in which these two children apparently live in pervert land. Highly recommend that one. <laughs> um, like everywhere they go, there's like weird looking men. Um, they covered so many topics um, that no one else was doing, like, uh, like uh, the dentist and bad habits. And did they do them well? That's up for debate uh, because people hate them. There are people who loathe the Berenstain Bears. Some people adore them. I remember them fondly when I was a kid. Did you ever see the TV show? No. They had a cartoon. Uh-uh. Or if the, I did, I don't remember. The theme song was to be kind to your web-footed friends. Except it was having to do with the Berenstain Bears. I assume it was in the public domain. It's the only thing I could figure out. Uh. Um, and it was some of these books, and then they added some as well. Yeah, I remember, like, the babysitter. Well, I remember the covers mm -hmm. mostly of them. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, because they'd be, like, in dentist offices. That's where I would tend to see them, because Mom didn't check these out. They just... But they were everywhere. But they we didn't own some, right? No, we never owned any. Did we? I thought so. Maybe you owned some. I don't know. I didn't own any. I read them. Um... Just because you did. They were right. just everywhere. Yeah. They were like garbage trail kid cards, you know. You just found them. That dated me. Um, so, fun fact. Uh, who, what, what religion would you say uh, Stan and Jan uh, Berenstain would be? I would assume Christian. Oh, okay. Because they but actually... Probably, but he it's was a very Jewish. Jewish name. He was Jewish, yeah. And she was Episcopalian. And so, um, so, okay, you got the Jewish name and you got Christian. Yeah, Sounds exactly. Right. It makes yeah. sense. So what's so weird about this is that these days, if you get Berenstains, you can get two different kinds. You can get normal old Berenstain moralizing stuff, like uh, the dangers of the internet. Please tell That's me there's fun. Jewish bears. No. I want... Oh, there's evangelical on. Christian bears! Oh. They're super Christian now. They're want... super... Titles like the Berenstain Bears. Do not fear. God is near. Uh, <laughs> the Berenstain Bears go to Sunday school. Yeah, so their son Mike's in charge now, and at some point... I want to see, like, but the Berenstain <sighs> Bears and the Little Mensch, you know? Like, why can't there be... Oh man. <laughs> no. How awesome would it be if they had act... There actually are, like, sites that, like, claim they really are Jewish. Um, so, yeah, he, he decided... Uh, the religious book started in, like, 2006. He decided that they should start making books for the Christian market. Collins, who publishes this, actually owns Zondervan, a Christian imprint, and so they did. And the problem, that's not a problem, they're two entirely different imprints, they're sold to different markets, but they end up in the same place in the library. So you'll have people who are looking for the Berenstain Bears and too much vacation, and then they'll pick up uh, the one on the Sunday school, and they'll be like, what is it, what, 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 uh, wait, what? 
So that's a shakaroo. Awkward. Exactly. I am convinced they're, tra they're trapped in the 80s, even though this was printed in 93, because of the number of headbands. Remember, the bully in this book had a headband. Uh, also, there is a baby that is added later in the series, and she wears a permanent headband, a la 1988. Babies wear headbands now, though. Like, moms love to... to That's like, not a bad point. To make sure that their babies look like a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to put on something feminine. Did you know they make baby wigs? What? I kid you not, they make baby wigs. If you're worried that your baby's bald and unattractive and you really want to make it clear that you, you have get a beautiful like a baby, baby fro? I don't know baby, if you can get a baby fro. Baby dreads? I suspect not. Baby mohawk? <sighs> no. A girl can dream. Yeah, no, it's like baby bobs. I'm sorry. This That's boring. boring. I know, it's super boring. Um, now it comes to, uh, we've got two different theories with these books. The first one comes from uh, the head writer of the new MST3K, uh, Elliot Kalin. And uh, he had a theory that Mama Bear is having uh, an affair with the dentist. If you pick up a copy of The Bear and St. Bear's Visit the Dentist, you will find two distinct areas where, where's the other one? Oh, I can't even Yeah, she one. was a... There we go. She was Check out it. these looks that are going beyond between... There's the dead. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, mama's with the dentist. Um, Stuff is getting weird. So, do you need a filling? Ooh! <laughs> that came a little too fast. <laughs> I'm a little worried now. No, but that's not my favorite theory. Uh-huh. My favorite theory is... Here we go. So let's talk about their name. You remember this as Baron's Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. Yeah. You know who else remembers it as Berenstein Bears? Everyone. A lot of people. Yeah. So many people that there is an alternate universe theory <laughs> about the Berenstein Bears. I kid you not. In 2012, a blogger known only as Reese came up with proof of alternate realities based entirely on the name of the Berenstein Bears. So. You said Berenstein. I did. Well. Right. Because I, I said, see, because now I've been sucked into your <laughs> twisted little lie. But all right, I need a nerdy scientist voice from you to read. You may, you may need to uh, look this over before you read it. Um, this is the scientific explanation of the alternate reality theory. At some time in the last 10 years or so, reality has been tampered with and history has been retroactively changed. The bears really were called the Berenstein Bears when we were growing up, but now reality has been altered such that the name of the bears has been changed post hoc. Somehow we have all undergone a pi divided by two phase change in all four dimensions so that we move to the stain hexadectin while our counterparts move to our hexadentin stein. Uh, they are standing around expressing their confusion about the Berenstein Bears and how they all remember Berenstein Bears on the covers growing up. Alright, so in any case, uh, a different theory, but along the same lines, posits that a time traveler sent back in time to stop the Y2K disaster inadvertently meddled with the Berenstein uh, bear name in the process. Uh, but Reese rejects this theory because time travel doesn't actually work this way. That would be crazy. That's, sure. That's crazy talk. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people believe that it was definitely Berenstein when they were children, and something happened to make the universe believe that it was Berenstein. Yeah, I'll believe it. All right, because I don't remember either way. I, I, I was willing to believe it was Berenstein, but not apparently so. Ratings time. One. Ba -ba 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 -ba. 
Okay, well, let's one. wait. It's a one. The question, wait, it's wait, one. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Because it's a one. Wait, no, wait. I need, we need to clarify our terms. Oh, sorry. I need to clarify my terms. All right. Are we, we have to figure this out. Are we saying this book or all moralizing Berenstain Bear this picture one. book? Okay, just this one. The, just all right. this one. But I might, I might extend it to the whole series. You can't. Just like you were trying to compare, um, what was it, The Little House to like other books that she had written. You have to keep, have this one stand on its own. <laughs> Fine. Alright, so uh, one. 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 One as in, it sucks. One is the loneliest. Don't read this to your kids. There's a reason, I guess, it has one star on Amazon because. Oh, it doesn't have one star on Amazon. It just had a bunch of people voting one star. A lot of people love it. They're like, why? What is there to love? I. They love that it shows. They love that it shows that the bully has problems and issues at home, and that not all bullies do it out of evil. Okay, but aren't there other children's books out there that can better (gasps) tackle that subject? Uh, Yes. Yes, there are better bully books. Yes, yes. That tackle subjects such as abuse at home? Um, yes, yes. This doesn't really tackle it, it just brings it up and then brushes it under the bed, like, okay, nothing to see here, la la la. Oh, yeah, yeah. Therapist fixes everything. There there is at least one Everett Anderson book, um, which is a great series, which is not in print anymore, publishers. About a boy who runs a custom of the boy in school and slowly comes to realize that the boy is being abused at home and then has to figure out what to do. And that is the crux of the book, appropriately, I would say. Because that's a big old topic and it's not sort of a throwaway line at the end of a story. Yeah. Okay. So one. One, on a scale from one to ten, of ten being Mm. a classic that you should read to your children Mm. every night, and one being Mm -hmm. throw that piece of crap away, Mm -hmm. I would give it a one. You're a one. What are you? You're number one. I'm a one, too. I'm also a one. Nice. There, there's no art. I was wondering if you'd be able to give me a book that I could be like a strong one or strong ten. I didn't do it. Josh Funk, maybe, was the one <laughs> who did it. So, that tip to you. 90% Josh Funk. 90% probably Josh Funk. Uh, I'm going to say 92%. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, reader mail. Reader mail. I just threw the book away. Uh, but not against the wall. Some people do throw books against the wall and they get mad. Um, we had two lovely emails that came in this week uh, saying nice things about our podcast. I like nice things. I like nice things, too. One of them came from Christine Kellner, who gave us more book suggestions. Thank you, Christine Kellner. Uh, the other one came from the delightful Emmy Lammy, who called us hilarious. Aww. Yeah, isn't she sweet? Um, she said, then she goes on to explain that uh, she always loved Goodnight Moon. She was slightly, there was always something unsettling about the little old lady. Could never quite Dude, put my, now you know. I could, here's her, her quote. I could never quite put my finger on it. Now I know. And now I can never read this book to my children. Right? Ever again. You're welcome. But then she shares <laughs> delightful pictures of the story time room in her local library that's a good moon, night moon themed. Is there, is the old lady in the room? She's so there. Or is she? Ooh. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Emmy, Emmy Lee. 
for letting us know about this. And uh, Thanks for the thank you for not blaming us for ruining uh, one of your favorite books of all time. Because you have every right to do so. All right. Grown-up things time. You oh. go. You go. Okay. Um, Are you ready? So, yeah. So right. last week, was it last week when I mentioned the volunteer thing that Let's I... Let's say yes. Okay. So... I've Might on... have been two weeks ago, actually, but yes. So I, so this is kind of in that same realm. Um, so I found this video uh, today. Mm. Um, it's this woman. Her name is Dina Blizzard, and she has, uh, she's on YouTube, and her name on YouTube is One Funny Mother. Mm. And she decided to go into Target, and she started taping herself, um, getting school supplies for her kids. And the name of the video is Stop Complaining About Back to School Shopping. Um, I saw this video on BuzzFeed, and it is not only brilliant, but it's hilarious, and it's so popular, it's gone... I didn't even know this was a thing, but according to BuzzFeed, it's gone mega-viral. Wait, there's the, a mega-viral now? Apparently. Because, I was not informed. Because on the Board Teachers Facebook page, it got over... Almost 35 million views in a single day. She, she's going through Target and she's like, people, I don't want to hear about you complaining about needing to buy more pencils or more binders. They are getting, they are taking our children. I would pay teachers to take my children. You want this microwave? I'm going to get you this microwave. Because here you go. You see this rug? You want this rug for your classroom? I'll get you this rug. Let's, she puts it in her cart. Meanwhile, she like busts open a little tiny liquor bottle and she starts drinking it in the aisles of Target. She's like, people, we need to do everything for our teachers. And I was like, yes. I love this woman. There's a reason it went mega viral. Go check it out. I guess mega viral, you might actually get money from it in some way. I, I don't know. But don't know. Dina Blizzard or One Funny Mother on YouTube, stop Aww. complaining about back to school shopping. Brilliant. That's so nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, I thought about doing, because I showed you a video earlier of the Tom Lehrer classic uh, song, New Math. Uh, because it is the school year has indeed begun and my child is starting first grade and there's new math but no 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 that's not what I wrote down um I had a so I had my neighbor over um you know I bought my house a couple months ago and uh, we have these neighbors but they're never home um and we couldn't figure out why because it turns out they're actors oh uh he's on Broadway right now Ooh. uh with Patty Lapone in her Ooh. show so that's fun and uh and and Christine Ebersole and she uh, has been doing, she's actually in a production of an all-female cast of Taming of the Shrew uh, down there uh, by the pier, Navy Pier. Oh, um, at the Shakespeare Theater. Yeah, at the Shakespeare Theater. Wow. So that's pretty cool. They're our neighbors. Yeah. And so what did we talk about? Uh, podcasts that we should all be listening to. Yes, <laughs> that is what we talked about. So um, I'm going podcast shopping. Uh, she recommended a couple. I want to see how they are. So uh, I'm trying out right now uh, stuff you missed in history class because I'm very fond of when people tell me things that I should really know and I don't. I'm currently listening to uh, an episode called The Motherhood of Mamie Till Mobley. This was Emmett Till's mother, who was pretty much responsible for the sheer amount of attention that his death uh had you know and she worked tirelessly and she was amazing and it's 
I really like this podcast. I, I listened to an early one to see if I liked the rapport between the two women doing it. Um, downside, I can't figure out who's who. Upside, I don't care because I like, they've got, they got a nice, they got a nice, uh, they got a nice talky backy forthy. I hope people feel that same way about us. I can't really tell no, the voices annoying. apart. We're super annoying. <laughs> they can't stand us. <laughs> they just listen, listen to us for my quiz question. Hey, we had those two lead. people compliment us. And, well, we did. one person complimented well, one us. And one just well, gave us it was implied. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a compliment by At least two people listen. I'll take that. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Who aren't our mom yeah. or dad. He listens sometimes, too. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. And then the other podcasts I'm listening to, I'm going to try out are Annotated. There was an episode called The World's Most Glamorous Librarian. I can only assume it's about me. Oh, jeez. Woohoo! Uh, you Must Remember This, which is a movie podcast, and Here's the Thing, Alec Baldwin's podcast. Oh. I'm gonna check that out. Alright. See how it do. Cool. Cool! Well, now that we've eviscerated the Berenstain Bears and left them, uh... Left, left nothing but the bearskin rug on our floor. You know what I want? I want a bag of beans now, so I can just punch the crap out of that book. Just put a picture of the book on the bag of beans and yeah. just like put <laughs> on your boxing gloves. Shoot, if you had boxing gloves, I would so make you take a picture like that for like the picture for this episode. Uh, yeah, it's too much work. It's, yeah. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not even worth it to like Photoshop your head on somebody punching a bag of beans. I'm sure there's a million of them out there. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Baron St. Bears and the Bully. Uh, you're our first like absolutely... We had others that we've said are not classics, but this is the lowest, I'd say. Yep. That and it both... didn't even have anything racist in it. Well, Just abuse. I mean, we could, I suppose we could talk about the different kinds of bears. They actually, they did that uh, when the pandas moved next door. Oh my gosh. Oh, I kid you not. And on that note, <laughs> I've been Betsy Bird. I'm Kate. Thanks for listening. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8, that's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our network administrator and canon ballast is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>